There's joy in God's house, amen? Why did somebody you buy out come amina? It's a joy for me to be here and to grow with you guys. Shall send you go for a while. If you're no books, you can turn to section seven. Which I will want my money and open to the band soon they don't sound. We'll be talking about launching others into ministry. This is a necessary It's like a baby bird needs to be pushed out of the nest to learn how to fly on its own. Leaders need to be given opportunities to lead and do discipleship and evangelism. I'm going to share with you a three-point strategy that has been used to reach billions of people. There's, a, there's an organization and they represent 200 nations of reaching people. And the strategy has been win, build, and send. And the strategy has been win, build, and send. So it's evangelism, discipleship, and then sending people out to reach the world. In your Bibles, turn to Colossians 1.28. Paul talks about his one of his greatest joys in ministry. So let's read Colossians 1, 28 and 29. I'll read the two chapters first. It says, We proclaim him warning and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. I labor for this, striving with his strength that works powerfully in me. Paul had a clear vision. He wanted to present believers mature in Christ. His strategy was proclaiming Christ. And then teaching people in wisdom, teaching people in God's word. Do you guys ever get burnt out in ministry? Get tired? That's something that we need to be very careful of. And the key to that is doing ministry with God's power and with God's energy. 
era kwewala uko wa kuweleza ngatukukola ngatukukosa manga katonda no moyo Paul says he labors in God's energy not his own Era mtume Paulo atugamba nti akolera manga katonda sigabe kagamba amina A lot of times we get burnt out because we're doing things on our own. Or maybe we're doing good things but we're not focused on the strategy. The strategy of when, build, and send will help you use your time to be maximally effective. I want to remind you as pastors and as leaders you're called to be faithful. In 1 Corinthians 4 Paul says those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. In Luke 16 Jesus teaches that Whoever is faithful with a little will be faithful with much. So the people you're pouring into, you need to be faithful to pour into them and to invest in them. We're also called as leaders to work enthusiastically with all of our hearts. In Colossians 3 it says we need to work as unto the Lord not as unto men. It says one day Leaders will give an account before Jesus. We're going to stand before him and we're, he's going to see all the good that we've done. So we want we to really focus on being strategic to launch others into ministry. We've mentioned it already, but you need to set the example from the leadership position. And you also need to give those leaders in your church and in your ministry opportunities for them to lead. And remember, Paul reminds us, do this in God's energy, not your own. So I want to talk about when, winning people for Christ. So this is evangelism, sharing the good news and spreading the gospel. There's some great promises in the Bible about evangelism that are still true today. Jesus said, when I'm lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. This was talking about when he's lifted up on the cross. And he was, and so we know that he's drawing everyone to himself. In 2 Peter we read that God is willing that none would perish. 
Instead, he wants them to repent and come to himself. We also read in Acts 1 that he's sending us out as his witnesses. And then finally, in Matthew 9, it says, The harvest is ripe. But the problem is the workers are few. So Christ sends us out as workers into the field. Sometimes I believe the lie that people just aren't interested in the Bible or about the kingdom of God. But then I'll go out and I'll share my faith and I'll have an amazing response. People trust in God. This reminds me not to trust in my own feelings and emotions. I need to trust God's word and his promise that they are hungry. They do need a savior. So here's some advice on evangelism. First, be persistent. Stand firm and keep sharing God's word. Also, just stand firm. In Matthew 13, we read about the parable of the sower spreading seeds. He's a farmer. I don't know a whole lot about farming, but it, it, he kind of sounds like he's a bad farmer. What kind of, what kind of farmer puts seeds in the middle of the road? Or on the rocks or in the thorn bushes. The meaning of the parable is that we just need to sow seeds, we need to spread seeds everywhere. We make the mistake of thinking that we need to be soil experts. That we need to know the soil. God is the one that knows people's hearts. We just need to be faithful to share his message. Amen. 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 An example of that on the airplane into Uganda. We are sitting to, next to a father and a daughter from India. From what we understood, we didn't think they were very interested in Christianity. But we took a step of faith and we gave them a gospel tract, a message of the good news. We don't know the fruit from that. Maybe they'll come to believe, maybe they won't. But 
But we're just spreading seeds all around. Next, we want to build people up in Christ. In the Bible, we read, we read about baby Christians. And then there's also mature Christians. It says that the baby Christians need spiritual milk. And the mature Christians need solid spiritual food. God's revealed his strategy for them to grow is through us discipling them. As they grow, they'll become more mature and complete and they'll be able to represent Christ. An example of this is Nate was discipling me and he'd always give me opportunities to take steps of faith. He always pointed me back to scripture. In Ephesians 2, we read, we read that every believer is created uniquely by God. To do the good works that he planned in advance. When you're discipling someone, you're helping them, you're preparing them for those good works. So at some point you need to send them out and let them let them be a leader that they are meant to be. This when you do this, you'll have joy and you'll have hope and you'll have a crown in heaven. That's what Paul writes to the Thessalonians. He discipled them and he sent them out and he writes to them and he says, You are my joy, you are my hope, and you are my crown. So one day when we stand before Jesus, we're going to be next to the leaders that we helped build up and we prepared them for the good works that he did with them. And Jesus will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So here's some steps to be able to win, build, and sin. Go to God in prayer and pray about what your next steps can be. Nate always knew what the next step was for me 
And I always wondered, how does he know? How does he know the next thing I need to do? Nate had been praying for me, and the Holy Spirit was giving him ideas of ways that he can encourage me and give me next steps. So pray for ideas for those that you're leading. My second point of advice is to make evangelism and discipleship the culture you set with your own life. The person you're pouring into, take them out witnessing. And then share the stories about what happened when you were out sharing with your congregation. And then, Amen. give specific opportunities to leaders. This is what Nate was talking about. If someone can do something 80% as good as you can do it, just let them do it. As a young person in ministry, I need opportunities and even opportunities to fail. Even if I fail, I learn that I need to trust God and I just learn a lot about myself. So I'm thankful for every opportunity that I get. An example of having a culture of evangelism and, but about every three times that we meet up, instead of going into Bible study, we'll go out and do evangelism together. Because we're studying a lot about evangelism, it's in almost every chapter of the Bible. But if we're not actually going out doing it, we're just talking about God's word, but not practicing it. So perhaps that could be a next step for someone that you're discipling is to go out sharing with them. In closing, I'm just very excited for the treasure that you get to store up in heaven and when you get to stand before Christ representing the people you've sent out in the ministry.